0: Come up higher, come up, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher. higher. After this I looked and behold the door was opened in heaven and the first I heard was as it were of a trumpet, the trumpet talking with me.
1: I will bless the Lord at all times, his faith shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast, and the Lord the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Blessings to you, saints of God, and all those who are listening. We just bless the Lord for you this evening. This is Elder Gloria Holloway, founding president of the Center of Renewal Ministries International. You have tuned in to the Higher Design for Living blog talk radio broadcast. We thank God for Blog Talk Radio and for you, our listening audience. As always, we are another voice crying in the wilderness for the saints of God to come up higher, higher in the things of God, to see the things that from God's perspective, that He may show us things that must come. Hallelujah. We give blessings unto our Lord and Savior today. We will always want to start with a shout out to those people that God has placed in our lives and uh, designed connections. And so we want to send a shout-out to Pastor Fabian Tucker uh, in his presence ministries, which is located at 2725 10th Street, Northeast, and that's in the Noyes uh, Elementary School in Washington, D.C., and the entrance is on the Franklin Street side. The services are held every Sunday morning at 10 a. And we bless God because we're always just blessed with a fresh word, a man, a man on high from the anointed and powerful angel of that house, and we just bless God for the gift that he is to the body of Christ and I always refer to him as my usher because God has used him in a powerful way in my life, and I thank God for him. And we also want to send a shout-out to Pastor Emmanuel Bayou of Christ Liberated Church, which is located at 2404 Queen Mitchell Road in Gainesville, Maryland. And the service there is also held every Sunday at 10 a.m. And we're sending a special shout-out to, <coughs> excuse me, Pastor Sheila Keel, who we send congratulatory to her for the Love Fellowship Temple of Praise, located at 3900 Bexley Place in Suitland, Maryland, and the services will her installation services or first service will be held on next Sunday, July the 11th, and again that is 3900 Bexley Place and Temple. Hills, Maryland, I'm sorry, Suitland, Maryland, and that is the Love Fellowship Temple of Praise, and we also bless God for her because every Monday we have such a powerful time on the prayer line that is hosted by uh, Pastor Kills, and it's at 730 every Monday night, and we just have been, God has just been taking us higher and higher in him. It's just such a powerful time in the Lord. And if you would like to join us, we pray that you will. The number is 218-936-4700, 218-936-4700. The passcode is 2092, excuse me, 406, 2092 And also we want to send a shout-out to Pastor Prophetess Jacqueline Morse of Real Life Ministries International, and the prayer line for her is on Thursday night for Powerful Living Prayer line and that's Thursday nights at seven thirty PM and again we refer to that as the radical, radical prayer line because God is just moves in such a radical way. God just uses each of us in a different way because we are different. We are unique in him. And he uses us based on who he has made us to be. So we bless God for the angel of that ministry and to join us on that night is two one eight. 8626789 again dial 2188626789 the access code is 919873 the access code is 919873 and 7 days a week 6am starting really at 550am is when we <clears throat> excuse me if you have special prayer requests You can call it in at 5.50 a.m., and at 6 a.m., we go into the throne room. That is the first hour of prayer, the universal hour of prayer. We just bless God that he has empowered and, and placed upon Pastor Fabian Tucker's heart to start this prayer line, and again, it's in his presence prayer line. And it's a house of prayer, and it starts every day, seven days a week at 6 a.m. And to join us for that, and I mean, it's such a powerful and wonderful way to start off your day to ensure your peace and your joy and just a fruitful day in the Lord where we just allow God's glory to come in in a powerful way. Talk about glory in the morning. It is truly glory in the morning because we are truly in his presence. And the number to call in is 270-696-1555, 270-696-1555. The access code is 554-0309, 554-0309. And we just bless the Lord again. There's so many special uh, and divine connections that God has given us, and it's also uh, if you need a daily dose of encouragement, then you can call in to Minister Sarah Branch's line, which is 855-466-7872, and you can call in any day, any time, any day, any time, as often as you like, and get a dose of encouragement. She says daily dose, but you can get as many doses as you want. And, again, the number is 855 466 Seven eight seven two. And we just have one more shout out that we want to give, and that's to Prophetess Hartfield, and she's located in uh Atlanta, Georgia, and just the Global Intercessory Prayer Ministry, and the numbers are calling for that prayer line. And again, you're talking about having church. When you call that number, you truly have church. And I just, again, just bless God for all of the gifts to the body of Christ. And there's no reason that anybody should not be able to get a word from the Lord, and I mean a fresh word from the Lord. And you can call in uh, at 9 a.m. every day and at 11 p.m. every night except Wednesday night. And the phone number to call in is 5 Zero seven seven two six four two four zero, five zero seven seven two six four two four zero. The access code is one zero 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 eight seven, one zero 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 eight. Seven, and so again, we just bless the Lord for <clears throat> excuse me all of those that He has divinely connected us to. I am just truly blessed and truly honored for all of these wonderful gifts to the body of Christ that God has connected me to, and I tell you, I stay energized, I stay uh uh uplifted and encouraged because of the powerful anointing on the lives of the people God has placed in my life, and there are many more. But we will move on to our our topic for the day. But again, before we do that, we want us to Have a prayer where we just thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercy. So, Father, I just bless you today. I give you glory. I give you honor. I give you praise because you alone are worthy, O Lord, and we just bless you this evening, O God, and we thank you, Lord God, for you are faithful, O God, and no matter what your word will go forth, that which you have purposed and ordained it shall be done because, Lord, we need to hear from you, Lord, and we just thank you. Thank you, Lord God, for every opportunity that you place before us to come before your people. I take it not for granted. I count it an honor and a privilege, Lord, and I just Pray, Lord, that you are blessed and your people are edified. These are glorified, Lord, and your anointing to teach. Let it flow as never before and give us hearts to receive that which you have purpose for each one of us. God, we know that you have a plan for each one of us, a destiny, a desired end, oh God. And we just thank you right now, God, for the manner from on high as you speak through your servants, O oh God, I, again, a voice crying in the wilderness for the people of God to come up higher in you, God, that we may see things from your perspective, O oh God. Through the eyes of faith, O oh God, and we thank you right now in the mighty and blessed name of Jesus because, again, God, you and you alone are truly worthy of all the honor and all the praise. I can't praise you enough, O oh God. My praise, your praise, will continuously be in my mouth because I will continue to boast in you, Lord. So no matter what happens, God, no matter what comes my way, you are still worthy of all the honor and all the glory, and I just want. Say that we love you, Lord, and just ask that you would just have your way during this broadcast. Breathe on it, Holy Spirit. You speak what you want us to hear because you know all things, and you know, Lord, what it is we need to hear this day and this hour. So, Lord, we just bless you tonight. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you the praise. In the mighty, blessed name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So our topic this evening is entitled "Holes in Your Shield," holes in your shield or your armor, and we're going to look at a few scriptures and um, again allow the Holy Spirit to just lead us through these scriptures as He continues to lead us that we may walk upright before Him. So we're looking first at First Samuel chapter sixteen verses 20 through 22, and it reads, and this is the King James Version, and Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stopped and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor-bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, Stand before me for he has found favor in my sight. And in the new in the New International Translation it said David loved salt very much, you know greatly. And uh first Samuel it says um uh first Samuel eighteen, verses two through four and Saul took him that day and would and would let him go no more home to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him and gave it to David and his garments, even to his sword and his bow and his girdle. In uh, verse, uh, uh, chapter 31, verse 4, and this is again in First Samuel. Uh, then then said Saul unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through with therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. So again, this uh, the scriptures are really we focusing right now on uh, Jonathan, David, and Saul. And the Lord is wanting to make a point, again, our topic being holes in your shield or holes in, in your armor. And, of course, we are talking about the armor bearers, those that have been called to be armor bearers, those that have the spirit of an armor bearer. And we bless God for this tonight because we know that this is something that is greatly needed in the body of Christ, especially with the attacks of our leaders that is increasing in such a mighty way and that we have to know what our assignment is. Again, it's not just a title. It's an assignment. We have a work to do. It's something that God is expecting us to do. He has anointed us. He has appointed us. He has equipped us to do the work of an armor-bearer, but a spiritual armor-bearer. And of course, the armor bearers during David's time were physical armor bearers. They were not so much spiritual armor bearers, even though we know they had some that uh, that were not necessarily called armor bearers. They were, you know, the priests and the the spiritual leaders. But again, uh, God taking the principles and the the uh, duties, if you will of the uh physical armor bearer or the armor bearer of the wars when they went to the wars how the armor bearer went before their leader, went before the king or went before the leader of the host of the army, and they were on the front line before the leader and they were the protection of that leader. And and so and when we look at these scriptures and even with the uh, the first two scriptures that I that I read and and how there 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 as as, is a is there a connection a connection of love when you're talking about being an armor bearer there is a connection of love uh, of the con- love that brings about that commitment and then we see in the second scripture. Uh, where it says then David, Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And even though Jonathan was not referred to as his armor bearer, if you read the story about David and Jonathan, you see that he did take the position, if you will, or had the spirit of an armor bearer towards David because he protected David against his own father, and he put his own life on the line because. If we know that, and and even though Saul even tried to kill him, uh, when we look at this story, um, but if he had known that Jonathan was really trying to protect David when his he was trying his best to kill David, then he would have killed Jonathan. And and because Jonathan was not in agreement with him, we know that that he threw the spear at him at least once to try to kill Jonathan because he wanted to get to David so bad. And, of course, that's much later in the story, and that's not really what we want to focus on, but we want to just pull out the fact that 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 covenant, that commitment, uh, that agreement, that love, that bonding that takes place when you're talking about being an armor-bearer. And, again, we're talking about being a spiritual armor-bearer. So when we're talking about being a spiritual armor bearer, we're talking about a connection that the Lord makes in the spirit. And unless we truly understand uh, about what it means to be a spiritual armor bearer, then many of us will not really fulfill our assignment. We Many are thinking that they're fulfilling their assignment and they're really not because they don't know what their assignment is. And like many of uh, the uh, positions or titles that we're giving people in the church, we uh, the, ch- the church today has come up with its own definitions, which are not even close to what God has purposed in his word. So again, we have to go back to basics. We have to go back to God's original intent when he set things up in the Bible and used that as our guide and not looking at things through the eyes of the world or through just our own limited understanding or our fleshly understanding and not seeking God uh, to find out exactly what it is he wants us to do and what it is he wants that person that we call to be an armor bearer to do. Uh, and again, you know, we today we have so many ministers that are upcoming ministers, and that so many churches, new churches, are starting um, today. New churches are opening, and you have so many uh, churches now that have, you know, many, many, many ministers. And and my question would be, how many are spiritual armor bearers? How many are truly holding up the arms of the leaders? How many are truly spiritual armor bearers, truly be, being on the front line in the spirit? Because again, to minister means to serve. Being an armor bearer means to serve, but again, we're serving in the spirit. And so, with with many and what I have seen. Uh, of many churches, when they when they say that somebody is an armor bearer or or an adjutant, then that person is really assisting them with their physical needs. You know, I, I see them. You know, they may bring them tea, they bring them a towel, they they put the robe around them, they walk down the aisle with their bags and and their bibles, and place things up on the pulpit form, and all of that's fine and good, but. But God wants us to go deeper than that. Are these same people uh, laying prostrate before the Lord on the behalf of the leaders? Are they fasting? Are they praying? Are they crying out on behalf of the leaders that they are supposed to be serving, that they're serving the to, that they're carrying their Bibles, but are they really carrying the weight in the Spirit? And so, again, you know, and I'm not just, this is not just for ministers. This is for all Christians because just as the pastors or the leaders, whatever their title may be, the leaders of the church have a responsibility. Uh, uh, All Christians have a responsibility to their leaders because it's a relationship. It's a uh, two-way situation. There's something that, we are to give back to. But even in that, there are those that God will uh select, if you will, within a particular branch of the of uh, the church and call them to be the one to really be a spiritual armor bearer. And this person may be recognized and they may not be recognized. This person may be the one that's carrying the Bible and getting the water and the juice and all of that and driving them to the airport, picking them up and doing all these other things that that uh, many are doing. But again, are these the same ones that are crying out on behalf of the leaders? Are these the same ones that are turning down their plate for their leaders? Are these the same ones who are protecting the integrity of their leaders? Are these the same ones that being that are, are being confidential about what goes on behind the scenes or, or are they being just the opposite? Are they the ones that have holes in their armor, holes in their shield? And you know, when we talk about having holes and we're we're talking about of uh, uh, those that are not of the, the right mind and the right heart towards their pastors uh, or towards their leaders. Because again, there, there are many ways that, that we can assist, but the main way, the most important way that we can assist our leaders is by being a spiritual armor bearer. Uh, the first time I heard anything about, I mean, I've heard the word obviously of armor bearer, but never really. Uh, you know, reading stories, and mainly, again, it was in war stories or, or, again, biblical times. But as far as being in the church, I had never really heard of a spiritual armor-bearer or armor-bearer of any kind for that matter uh, until, like, 1995, and that was the first time I'd heard of it. But that was because the Lord had placed something in my heart which I really could not articulate to my pastor
0: uh, or
1: his wife, or, you know, I worked in the church at that time. I was the uh, administrative assistant. And, you know, when you look up the word adjutant, the adjutant is like the administrative person to assist. And, um, um, but I knew that I was called to be more than or in addition to um, that natural or physical position. I, it was not a paid position, at least not monetarily anyway. Um, but the Lord had placed something in my heart that I truly did not understand at that time. And um, so I approached my pastor and his wife and tried to explain what was I was talking about, but they really didn't know what I was really talking about. And, you know, when you're in ministry, you, <laughs> you come into uh, 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 contact with so many people that, had so many um other agendas and and have ulterior motives, so I'm sure they really didn't know and they were kind of looking at me kind of sideways, but I knew what i I knew what the Lord was saying in my heart is just that I could not articulate it and some months later, we had a guest um preacher to come to our church, and he was also an author of of some books, and he talked about. Uh, being an armor bearer And when he gave the definition Of an armor bearer and, and talked about the duties of an armor bearer I knew that that was what God had spoken to my heart About doing And um So I was really excited because I could put a name to what I knew God was saying that he wanted me to do. And then I, you know, of course, could go to my pastor and talk to him about it some more. And I did a little bit, but not really because one other thing that I found is that, you know, some positions are not meant to be noted or be noticed. And that it's, it's between you and God a lot of times, and especially in this type of position, it's not a position where you're seen by others so much. It's you and God, you and God on behalf of the leader um, that God has connected you to. And so um, the Lord, um, after I had a better understanding of what God was calling me to do, and again, like I said, I was I was very much excited. About uh, at least again knowing what I was supposed to be doing, and so again when we uh, look in in the Old Testament uh, as what an armor bearer is responsible for, and in the Old Testament the armor bearer was responsible for carrying his master's shield into battle, uh, and of course it was an awesome responsibility because he had to see to the safety of that officer. And so a lot of times, again, we um, don't really understand the responsibility that we've been given, but my prayer today is that the Lord will share that you'll be able to see, you know, if that's what you've been called to do or if you know of somebody who has been called to do that, specifically that you will be able to share some of this information with them so that, again, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, what God's intent is, not man's intent for this position. Because it's just like being an intercessor. It's not something that you get seen uh, and noticed about. It's something, again, between you and God that you uh, go before the Lord and just cry out on behalf of others and this one, again, is is, is a different in the sense that it's usually one person or few people maybe, but usually it's one person. And it's a bond that's created. It's, it's similar to the bond that God creates between a husband and a wife. And which, again, there has to be some understanding about that because if you are not understanding it through with your spiritual understanding, it can be misunderstood by the person who's called to be the armor bearer, and it can be misunderstood by others that may notice certain things that they don't really understand. And uh, I could, you know, truly identify with that also because, again, um, you know, and especially when it's your, your God connects you uh, or calls you to be a, a uh, armor bearer to a person of the opposite sex, and in my case, my pastor uh, was a, a male and uh, a married man of that, but God knows, again, he knows who to give what to, and so when he calls you to do something, he's not going to call you to do something that's going to cause you to fail or to cause you to act out of character, or to embarrass yourself, or to embarrass him for that matter. And so God knows what he can trust us with. He knows what uh, he has anointed us to do, and he knows that we're able to to walk out that which he's called us to do. And so for me, I know that God knew that he could trust me with my pastor and that because to me, when you are talking about that person that God has called to be uh, your covering, to me it's like you know me looking at my father. I would not my natural father. I would not look at my natural father in a uh, unholy way, a natural way. Um, so it was the same thing with my spiritual father. At the time, I saw him as just that, my father. And so, um, and again, again, it's the anointing, the ability that God gives us, so that we're able to do that which He's called us to do. And so, again, when people see that bond there, they can misunderstand it, and not again, not going to if you don't go to the Lord and seek the Lord as to what it is you're seeing, then you can misunderstand certain things and. Um, I mean, it, it was truly a blessing for, and I was truly honored that God would call me to be a spiritual armor bearer to my pastor. And because at the time I was not what I considered um somebody who was that well seasoned in spiritual things. But, again, God knows the heart of his people. He said the, that man looks at the outer, but God looks at the heart. So, again, this, it, just being in the position that I was, on the physical side of things, getting that position was orchestrated by God because he knew he could trust me in that position and then he also knew he could trust me in that spiritual position as the spiritual armor bearer uh to my pastor at the time. And and also, um, you know, again when you when we're talking about having holes in your armor, holes in your shield, uh, when you when you on the front line and you have that shield up you may have to get in front of that leader and put that shield up and or or you're tending in that shield but if that shield has holes in it then they they don't have the protection that they need so the spiritual armor bearer is like that shield and so if you have holes in 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 you and and holes meaning those things that are not of God those things that um that you you haven't dealt with. Like, you know, it could be unforgiveness, uh it could be walking in a fence, you could be murmuring, you could be complaining, you could have uh uh impure motives, you know, hidden agendas. So, um, all of those things can be considered as holes and which means that there's an entrance for the enemy to come up against you, the armor bearer, so you're not spiritually strong enough to really cover or protect or shield the leader as God has purposed you to do in the spirit. So, if you know, we could just imagine you holding a shield or armor uh, in front of you, and again, if it has holes in it and they're shooting arrows or bullets or whatever, then you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit if you're holding that shield or if you're being that shield and the protection for the leader, then that leader is going to get hit because you're not totally covered. So you have holes in you being the shield, the human shield or the spiritual shield in this sense. So, again, uh, uh, having to to look at, again, our motives, even for wanting to uh, take on this position because, again, there's an anointing that comes. With this position, so God has not anointed you to be an armor bearer to be an adjutant, then you don't need to be in that position because not only are there physical things that you duties that you have to carry out, there're spiritual duties which carry much greater weight than those physical things that you would have to do in the natural so again if and so if you're not anointed to to be able to withstand the onslaughts that are going to come because they're going to come up against you being in that position. They're going to come up against the pastor or the leader being in their position. And, and, you know, again, I experienced a lot of that, and I know of people who were in those same positions who experienced a lot of that from, and not from the outside world, but from people in the church. There were many people who were jealous because they didn't have this position and, and they look at you as having certain power or authority that you really don't have because you have to submit to the leadership. You know, and so it's not like you can go on and because you're in this position, you can go ahead and do whatever it is you want to do. You have to submit to that leader, and that leader is the one who determines whatever. So when people would say things to me like, well, you know, well, you got power, you got, you know, I'm looking under the table, I'm looking under the chair, because I don't know what you're talking about, I don't have anything in and of myself. And so, again, that's the same thing in the spirit realm. So being anointed of God. So if I try to do something in my flesh, then I, I don't have anything to stand on. So even and even during those times when you and the leadership may not even be getting along, you know they may be getting on your last nerve, but you still have to hold up that shield. You still have to make sure that there are no holes in that shield. That you don't take on a spirit of offense. That you don't take on a, a spirit of bitterness and resentment towards that leadership because, again, you're leaving them uncovered. You're leaving them unprotected because you're uncovered. You're unprotected. So, again, uh, we want to really look at this for what it really is, but, again, through spiritual eyes, with our spiritual mind to really understand what the Lord is saying to us today. So, again, you know, you have to be in agreement with your pastor. You have to have that bond that God creates, because even though you have that bond, that still doesn't mean that your emotions don't get in the way because things are not going a certain way or you're not liking how things are going. I mean, that bond is what keeps you uh, from walking away, and that's how it keeps you connected But you still have to deal with your emotions. You still have to deal with your feelings. And many times you have to go to the Lord. Lord, you see what they're doing? This is not right. That's not right. I don't understand this or that. And God will help you to be able to keep your heart pure, your motives pure so that you don't have holes in your armor. And and you have to be willing to take some of the hits that would normally come to the leader. You have to be willing to, to cover for them and take those hits yourself and take the blame for certain things so that you are, again, protecting the leadership. And I'm not talking about covering up a whole bunch of craziness that people are doing illegal stuff, but I'm just talking about there are some things where some hits you're going to have to take rather than the the leader taking them. Or somebody may come to you and may want the leader to do whatever, and it may be something that the the leadership is doing something else, and you may have to step up to the plate, take the initiative, and handle that situation. And, of course, you let your leader know what it is you're doing, um, but you have to do that. And (laughs) there were times um, I know when I was in that position uh there were people that would want counselling and you know, and a lot of times it would be the well, it would be the women. It was not a lot of times it would be the women who would want to have a uh an appointment with the pastor and the Lord would show me, because, again, the, you know, the anointing, being discerning, uh, walking in wisdom, walking in love, all of those things, um, God would give me words of knowledge. Uh, he would help me to discern many things. And he would show me who was really wanting and needing um, an appointment with the pastor or who or if it was just somebody that just wanted to be in his presence or somebody that he even wanted to set him up. And so there would be times that I would have to take the hit and not give them that appointment. I would find a way not to, to, you know, to so certain things would not happen to protect my leadership. And then I was not only protecting him; I was protecting his wife, his family too, because you know some things that happen they don't just hit the 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 pastor; they hit their family also. And so, again, sometimes you have to take that kind of hit, Well, again, when you're talking about being a spiritual armor bearer. So, again, looking at your armor bearer and checking your armor bearer every day, your um, shield of armor, I'm sorry, checking it every day to be sure that there are no holes, there are no cracks, there are no leaks in your armor, in your shield so that you are protecting that person that God has called you to protect in the spirit. And, and again, God will give you a heart for the leader that he calls you to protect. So he's not going to place you with somebody who you don't like you or know, your personalities clash and that kind of thing. You know, um, there's no perfect relationship, but God, again, is not going to place you with somebody that he knows that you will not be able to fulfill the assignment that he has given you. So, again, that spiritual bond that God creates. And and no matter what, no matter what, when God connects your spirit with that person, nobody else uh, can break that. And we saw that with the relationship with, um, well, even with Saul and David. David loved Saul, even though he knew he was trying to kill him. But he saw him as one of God's anointed. So and even though he had a couple of at least, two or three instances where he could have taken him out. He did not because he knew he was God's anointed and he still loved Saul in spite of what Saul was trying to do to him. And so, again, I mean, and that says a lot. And how many of us today would be able to say if we actually knew that somebody was physically, truly trying to kill us that we would try to protect them and not get them before they got us? But David did not do that, and he had that chance and even with the relationship and the covenant, the bond that David and uh, Jonathan had and how really uh, uh, David, uh, I'm sorry, Jonathan laid down, basically laid down his life for David. He took that chance, and and he made things happen in such a way that David was protected, even against his own father. And again, we know that if, if anybody found out about that, Jonathan would have died long before he did. So the the you know, so again the main way that the enemy gets to our leaders is in the spirit realm. Yes, he may use somebody in the church to come up against the leader or the pastor, but many times it is it's it's it's, it's through <clears throat> excuse me, the spirit realm in some kind of way that the enemy comes up against the pastor and the leadership. So again, we as as armor bearers have to pray, have to cover the leadership. And I mean, even when you go to, to uh different churches and and sometimes the pastor may accept an engagement and it's not the church is not or the uh spirit, if you will, in that church is not really of God. And that pastor is up there in that pulpit you have to be, and that's, again, talking not just to the ministers, mainly to the ministers, but that's anybody, that God gives that discernment to that you're able to recognize that spiritually your pastor, your leader, is in danger. So it's up to you to pray on behalf of your leadership. And I know there are many churches that um, where they will – sorry, where they will um have intercessors to pray before the service starts. And when that happens, um, a lot of times a lot of things can be warded off. But again when when the leaders are going out to to the different churches or wherever they may go again and whether they're in, in your home church or not is still a responsibility to those that God has called to be spiritual armor bearers. And so there is again the significance in that. And again, it may you it may your leader may be male or female, but God doesn't look at the gender; He looks at the heart, and He knows who He can call to do what. And so if we wanted to look at some of the duties of an armor bearer. It's it's um, um, and I'm referring to a, a book that I used many years ago, and it's God's Armor Bearer by Terry Nance. And it uh, uh, talks about the providing strength for your leader. So, again, just by your presence and having the right attitude and, and, and walking in faith and in peace that you are able to strengthen your leader. Uh, another one is you must have a deep down sense of respect for the leader, and we talked about that a little bit, and acceptance for and a tolerance of his leader's personality and his ways of doing things. So, again, it's not to say that you're going to be in total agreement because that that's just not going to happen, but you have to be accepting of that and tolerant of that. So, again, you know, putting what you want to do to the side and just being there for that leader and accepting them and lifting them up and respecting them again and it's really about all about the position more than it is about the person that has the position because even with David and and um David and Saul it was more about the position and the fact that he was one of God's anointed and that's how David saw him even until he died um, let's see it said most must instinctively understand his leader's thoughts, and um and and then I know you say well, you can't read people's minds, and you really cannot, but one thing that I do know is that when God connects you with someone, he bonds you with someone, something they don't need to say, if you know intuitively, you know what it is they're about to say, and you of course you take the time to learn that person. But there's some things that God will reveal to you just because of that bond, you'll be able to recognize those things. And so, again, walking in agreement with and submission to the leader, we talked about that also. And uh, let's see, and must make advancement of his leader in most in the most important goal. So, again, you know, putting what you want to do, your dreams, your vision to the side, to do what it is that the vision of that church or that that particular leader that God has called you to um, be there for and to be their uh, armor-bearer. And again, uh, must possess endless strength so as to thrust, press, and force his way onward without giving way under harsh treatment. And that's referred to in First Peter 2.20, it says, For what glory is it if when ye be buffeted for your faults ye shall take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. So in so in other words, you know, if you do wrong then yes, you're gonna get in trouble and you're gonna be buffeted or did suffer consequences. But when you suffer certain things and you haven't done anything wrong, you said you're to take it patiently. So again when when the leadership comes up and says or you go through certain things with that leader and you know you didn't do whatever it is or wasn't right whatever happened, again, you're supposed to take it. Um, And it it toughens you. It prepares you for where God is taking you. So in in this position, I have found that many that are armor bearers, um, um, they do go on to either be pastors themselves or they in, they go on to be in some position of leadership and authority. But, again, in order to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. So, again, there's, there's more that, you know, we could really talk about this, but, again, the main thing that we want to to bring home is that Knowing what it is you've been called to do, knowing just not the title, but what does the title really entail? If you're holding a position as a, as an armor bearer or an adjutant, then and to know that God has called you to be that in the spirit as well as in the natural, they they are they go hand in hand. So God, just like your your leader, is expecting you to do certain things in the in the uh, natural God is expecting you to do certain things in the spirit and it is again it's a it's a uh, it's an honor it's a privilege, but it's also something that is very serious because it could truly mean that leader's life not just figuratively but literally. And it could mean your own life spiritually and and uh, figuratively and literally. So again, taking seriously that which God has called you to, and ensuring that you do not have holes in your armor for for the sake of your leader, for your sake, and and again to want to bring God the glory and the honor that is due His name because of again because of what He has called you to do. So um, taking this position seriously, and again, I I truly believe that this is something that the Lord wanted us to talk about tonight, and uh, my prayer is that you will take it to heart and really hear the heart of God because, again, we have many uh uh, ministers, and, and especially I'm saying ministers because there are many ministers that are being released that are not prepared to be released, they're not mature enough to be released, and many are given positions that they're not aware of what the position really entails. So the Lord is, again, wanting us to talk about this tonight so that you can at least go back and think about what it is you're doing now and see, and search out the scripture. You know, I did give a few scriptures, but search out the scripture. Again, he says, will you lay your life down for a friend? You know, and that's really what you're doing when you're talking about being somebody's spiritual armor bearer, because the enemy is going to come up against you, the armor bearer, but you have to be spiritually strong and make sure you don't have any holes in your shield so that you're able to stand and to fulfill the call upon your life whatever it is, whether it's being an armor bearer at that time, and to go on further to do whatever else it is God has purposed for you to do. But, again, it's a very serious undertaking. It's not something that we need to be taken lightly, and we have to be careful in taking on certain titles and positions because, again, there is an anointing that goes with that, but there's also spiritual warfare that goes along with these positions. So, unless we are recognizing that and taking it to heart, many of us will go through certain situations that we really don't have to go through. Um, but accept that we know what it is we're doing and know exactly what it is God has called us to do. And if you're struggling being in the position with what God is saying an armor bearer is supposed to be, then you need to find out what your true calling is and know that if God is, 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 has called you to do this, then he has equipped you to do it, and that, again, to uh just search out the scripture and find out, Maybe, maybe, you know, this is all that they're telling you you're supposed to do. But again, I'm saying to you today that there is much more that you are supposed to be doing as a spiritual armor bearer other than the physical supplying and assisting with the physical needs of the leadership. Again, it's a spiritual undertaking which calls for much prayer, much fasting, much crying between the porch and the altar. It's much of a great sacrifice to you even unto death. So, again, knowing what it is God has called you to do and honoring God in doing that and and knowing what it is you're to do and doing just what he said you're to do. So we want to bless God for this time tonight and uh we're going to end with prayer and that uh my prayer is that Lord that those that are listening tonight or whenever they're listening Lord I pray even now that as they have been called to these positions or if they have called people to these positions that they know what they're doing and calling them to the positions and that they ensure that they are equipped with the knowledge and the understanding of what they're being called to do, and that it's more than supplying the physical, assisting with the physical need, but they recognize the spiritual need, the spiritual ramifications, the cost, and the sacrifice that is necessary for being an armor-bearer. So, Lord, we just thank you right now. And even those, Lord, that are walking and doing it like you said, Lord, according to your word, according to your principles, I pray their strength even now, for I know there are many who want to give up and throw in the towel, Lord, but, Lord, I pray their strength. I pray that you revive them, that you will energize them, oh, God, and that you will help them to see even the more what an honor and a privilege it is to honor and to to walk in front of and to shield the man and woman of God as they fulfill their heavenly assignment, because it's all an assignment, and you have anointed them and equipped them them, even though things may seem hard, things may seem like a struggle, but Lord, let them know even the more that you have equipped them, Lord, to do the works that you have called them to do. So, God, we pray even now for the body of Christ that we will come into a better understanding of this position and all positions, Lord, that you have placed within your word that are to be uh, uh, fulfilled within the body of Christ that we not lean to our own understanding, Lord, but that we seek you, O oh God, and that we do what it is you have purposed, O oh God, that we go back to basics and look at what you said and, and, and know that what you meant by what you said, God, that we're not walking in error. We're not teaching in error, and Lord God, that we are fulfilling to the to the utmost that which you have purposed for each one of us, so God, we just thank you right now, we give you glory, honor, and praise for moving on behalf of your people, even now, O oh God, to open up the eyes of our understanding, O oh God, enlighten in the spirits of our mind, O oh God, and Lord, I pray even now for all armor bearers, all adjutants, or whatever theres. Titles may be, Lord, that you have placed to shield the man and woman of God as they leave your people, Lord. I pray even now for their protection. I pray even now that they're covered in the blood of Jesus. Lord, I pray even now that they have a better understanding of the call that is upon their lives, O God, and that they not think... It's as something small, oh God, but that they realize the honor and the privilege that you have given them, oh God. So God, I thank you even now for allowing me to bring forth this teaching, Lord. I give you glory, honor, and praise, oh God. I magnify you even now, oh God, that you will continue to open up my understanding, oh God. Even now, oh God, so that I may go forth into the fullness of of that which you have purposed and ordained, O God. So God, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise, Lord. And we ask, O God, that you will bless each and every listener, Lord. Whenever they are listening, O God, I pray even now that the anointing will be upon them to fulfill their assignment, whatever it may be, O God, that they will fulfill it, O God, that they will know what their calling is, O God, and know that you have already empowered them and equipped them, O God. pray even now for the release of a spirit of encouragement to flow throughout the body of Christ, the spirit of peace and of joy, oh God. Let there be deliverance even now, O oh God. Let there be healing even now, O oh God. God, I pray even now that you will move on behalf of your people as never before. God, I pray right now that you will be glorified in every situation, Lord God, whatever the title is, whatever the position is, O oh God, that we will honor you in everything that we do, whether we're standing at the door, whether we're sweeping the floors, Lord, Lord, whether we're folding the programs, Lord, whether we're carrying water, God, let it all be to your honor and to your glory, oh, God. So, God, we thank you right now, Lord, because you know the needs of your kingdom, oh, God. And we thank you, Lord, for placing those within the body of Christ that you have purposed, oh, God, to fulfill all that needs to be fulfilled. Lord, I pray right now for every pastor, every leader, every congregation, Lord, God. But, Lord, I pray for those leaders, especially the new churches, Lord. Lord God, that are starting up that don't have the help that they need, oh God. Let them not compromise, Lord God. Let them not give in, oh God, and try to start things that they don't need to start, Lord. Help them to wait on you, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And those that are waiting in the wings, oh God, I pray that spirit of peace and of joy, oh God, that we will wait on you, Lord God, that you will release us in your perfect time because you know when we are ready, oh Lord, and you know when you have prepared us for all that you have purposed, oh God. Many times we only see a small piece of what you want us to do, God, and we think that's it and we're ready to run, oh God, but God, just help us to wait on you, oh God, help the Lord God, for us to hold tight and, and allow you to show us, and then as we go, God, Step by step, oh God, and that you will place those that you have anointed and appointed, oh God, to be in our particular churches, oh God, that they will fulfill their earthly and heavenly and eternal assignment. So God, we just give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you the praise for all that you're doing, all that you've done, and all that you will do, oh God, for your glory and for your glory alone. We just magnify you, we glorify you, we thank you, Lord God, how you move and even now by your spirit, O oh God, upon the hearts and minds of your people that our eyes are open to see and to hear, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, all that you have purposed and ordained for each one of us, O oh God. For the upbuilding of your kingdom, for your glory and your glory alone, let us have pure hearts and pure motives, O oh God, Lord God, I pray right now that we will release every bit of bitterness, offense, of resentment, and bitterness that we are holding towards anyone in the past and even now, oh God, that we will not have holes in our armor, that we will be able to put up the shield, oh God, to protect Lord God, the leaders and ourselves, O oh God, as we go forth into the fullness of your promises for this we Give you glory, we give you honor And we give you the praise In Jesus mighty and blessed name we pray Amen, amen, amen To you Lord God be all the glory Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Hallelujah Glory to your name Glory to Come your name higher. Hallelujah, hallelujah Come Lord Thank higher. you Jesus Come yes, yes, higher Come higher in you Oh God to see things from your perspective, yes, God, that you may show us those things, oh, God.
0: Hallelujah.
1: That must come. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Come up higher Come up higher Come up higher Hallelujah